Is Russia continuing its campaign on its road to nowhere? But does Putin have plans to fix things for Russia or at least cover them up better? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It's January 28th, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get into it. Okay, first, when we look at the control map, there are a couple of changes. First, down here in Volodar, right, is you can see that there are minor changes, um, just a little bit. Uh, they look more like adjustments to the Russian line of control in uh, Myskilsky. Uh, you can see here a small adjustment uh, where Ukrainian forces actually control everything north of this uh, river and reservoir group. And it gives Russia control of half an empty field. Hooray. But most importantly, Russia has not yet taken Volhadar. Um, as we've discussed, Volodar is a pretty tactically difficult spot for Ukrainian forces to defend um, simply because there's only one way in or out. Make it very hard to egress um, if Russia indeed comes in and pushes uh, ground troops into this town. Um, and you guys can also see that if they take Volodar, well, Volodar is sort of oddly defensible because there's so much distance between Volodar and any other town, right? When we look to the north, we can see the other areas of meaningful change are right up here. First is Russian efforts to advance ever so slightly north uh, west of Volodar. You can see they, they do have control of this roadway here, which I, I believe is something that they have aspired to get control of for some time. You can see it's an essential component of uh, being able to cut off a thoroughfare into Bakhmut. Though I always point out that this probably hasn't been a primary route for some time, simply because it's always been dangerously close to Russian lines. And so even as Russian advances persist, Ukraine has had considerable time to build out new logistics routes to keep the troops in Bakhmut and along the Bakhmut front supply. Uh, that said, it can still be tough, right? Uh, simply because, as you guys can see, um, if you're a defender in Blahodatne, uh, it's it can be tough to uh, you know, you cannot move troops up and down this line of contact here. Um, you'll have to rely instead on running supplies into Vasyukivka and then taking them out across the field, probably by hand or with light vehicles to get them to troops on the front lines. When we look to the east, you can see there's also some minor changes taking place here. Um, Namely, just a small chunk of territory is being reported as contested as Russians push uh, westward uh, and try to sort of squeeze this small village of Vasile. Village is probably even being generous. It's like a, a cluster of houses. But I do want to point out that Russia appears to have been fairly diverted from Solodar and is slowly being diverted northward into this very, these very, very low value areas. And I describe them as low value simply because there's minimal urban density. The terrain is very open, very few roads. Um, it's just not all that important for Russia 
uh it's not that important for either side um again bachman in the grand scheme of things not that important but at least it is a hub of an intersection of several major roadways um you can't even really say that about this area the nearest village of or town of any substance is Sevirsk, and you can see Sevirsk itself has been a log an important logistics hub especially for ukrainian forces here along this line of contact of uh, spirny approaching lisichansk uh but it hasn't really itself it's it's not uh it doesn't have considerable geopolitical or operational value um but it's not it's and you can see it's not really in any danger at this time uh russia is simply continuing to make you know advances that are measured in the uh hundreds of meters uh maybe a kilometer a day this is a minimal advance and if you guys have uh are on the patreon you know that we took a look at some uh drone footage where we watched one of these russian advances and you saw just how ukrainian troops were able to punish the russian attacking forces while the russian forces never even got within striking distance of of the ukrainian troops it was a good testament on how effective a defense in depth can be as you force the enemy to expose themselves to maneuver and you use your troops from safe a safe distance with considerable standoff to punish the enemy and inflict casualties as they try to maneuver um if of course you want access to those sort of uh uncensored combat videos you know the kind youtube definitely doesn't want me to say uh, and show you uh the link is in the description and you know the patrons are a huge supporter for the channel obviously youtube loves cracking down and demonetizing videos uh, fairly arbitrarily so <clears throat> again if you want that extra content links in the description uh when we move over we can look at war mapper there's only one change they recognize that they talk about and this is of course russian efforts to move from uh mykilsky to volhedar and that's really about it as far as changes to the control map. No other changes to report. And you can see here again, Russia's continued its policy of widely dispersing its attacking forces across the front lines, right? Some are in Volodar to the, some are in Volodar itself. Some are slightly west of Volodar. You have, of course, these attacks being launched near Donetsk City, uh, dispersed as always. And of course, you have a, uh, random attack here this is unusual in pivnichi um between donetsk and bakhmut right you've got efforts to push towards ivaniski um across this big open field which as we've talked about is not a great tactical choice um and russian troops continue to try and fail to gain this significant foothold in eastern bakhmut across nahora and to the north again just no economy of force at all but is Putin going to try to change things? Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, some Kremlin insiders are telling Bloomberg that Putin is preparing a new offensive to regain the initiative, which, again, they have the initiative if, if, if you're being technical about it. Um, it's just very little initiative that may begin as early as February or March. This would explain, of course, some of the leaked audio in which Russian troops are told to conserve ammunition. This would be consistent with preparing for a larger offensive. And um, and ISW thinks it's going to happen in Luhansk Oblast. 
uh, which is interesting because we haven't seen a ton of activity there. And as we've talked about, Luhansk Oblast favors mechanized warfare. Um, you can see it's open terrain, um, limited roadways, and fairly light, um, few developed areas. And this is a problem given that here we've seen Russia fight largely an unmechanized um, style of warfare, a very attritional um, positional type of combat. So it makes me think that perhaps uh, Russian forces, again, I'm not sure what they would do or how they would try to achieve a breakthrough in Kharkiv without real serious mechanization of their forces. If anyone's going to be able to do that, it's probably more likely to be Ukraine. Um, right? They argue that these attacks near Volhadar and Zaporizhia are actually just uh, uh, spoiling attacks or uh, basically deceptions um, to get... You, uh, Ukraine to deploy troops there away from the Luhansk Oblast. Um, what's also interesting is Putin is issuing preemptive pardons for convicts who agree to serve in Wagner Group. This is interesting because it's sort of like payment up front. Uh, you know it's bad when the convicts are in the stronger negotiating position. They are getting their rewards up front in exchange for serving. Um, I also think that if you're a crafty convict, you may receive your pardon, have your record expunged, then desert uh, to go over to Ukraine. And when they ask you if you've ever been convicted of a crime, the answer is, of course, well, no, Russia, I've, I have no criminal record at all, right? And then you can avoid any uncomfortable questions about what it is that you have or have not done in Russia. Um, so something that definitely... Uh, a sociopath could definitely exploit to considerable effect. And finally, what I think is interesting is that Russian military command is likely attempting to restrict mill bloggers' frontline coverage to regain control over the information space ahead of this new offensive. Um, right. There are rumors that Russian authorities will require war correspondents to wear uh, press vests to identify themselves as journalists in the combat zone. This is actually considered normal, but again, mill bloggers would be like you or me, or another example would be like Sivdiv. Imagine requiring a guy like Sivdiv to wear a vest, right? He is between a combatant and uh, a mill blogger. Um, right? Some people claim, of course, press are deliberately being targeted. I haven't really seen any evidence that that's true. Um, and yeah, I think it's this is all part of Russia's efforts to, again, officialize this informal mill blogger community that started as something they encouraged because the mill bloggers were so very pro-Russian and pro-military, but over time, it started to backfire on them. And Russia has been trying all kinds of different tricks and, and, and carrots and sticks to get these guys to align with the Kremlin information operations. The problem is, is that the Kremlin's information operations are, are terrible and they're contradictory and they don't make any sense. And a lot of these mill bloggers have their audience because, you know, a lot like me, I try to make sense and give you guys honest assessments, honest uh, feedback on the conflict as I see it. And that means that I can't toe the line for any particular 
uh, country or side or faction. And this is especially bothersome to Russia. Anyway, guys, that's all I had. Of course, if you want access to those uncensored combat video breakdowns, those are on the Patreon. Thanks so much to my lieutenant tier patrons. You guys are the ones who make this whole thing possible. Um, thank you, guys. I really, I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough for your support. It really means a lot given YouTube's um, increasing move towards trying to be a more uh, family-friendly platform whatever whatever they decide that means anyway catch you guys later